believers, welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I am one of your hosts, Angel. And I'm your other host, Brandon. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. Yes, we're like space pirates. Space pirates? Yes, out in the unknown, searching for truths and pillaging for them. Who are we pillaging? (laughs) What are we pirating? (laughs) We're not pirates. We don't have that mentality. But I mean... I can get into the fashion. Yeah, it could be fun, actually. You know, an eye patch is always a good. A good I think accessory. if it was like a space pirate, I'd be into it. Yeah, I don't want to be like a sea pirate. No, fighting off scurvy, dealing with rats, committing heinous crimes. Correct. But if we were committing crimes like in a galactic world, like thought crimes, like Han Solo and Chewbacca, it'd be fun. You're on your own there. Really? Yeah, I don't really want to be like a space warrior. It just seems stressful. It seems dangerous. <laughs> you were the one who said you could get into being a pirate. I mean, like, I think I'm. what I meant to say is I could get into adopting some pirate fashion. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, very yeah. different. I know. <laughs> I thought that was implied, but I realized in hindsight it was not. Shall we introduce ourselves? <laughs> yes. Cool. I'm Angel Lopez. I am a writer, a uh, producer of films. I am also an astrologer and a spiritual seeker, queeler, healer, teacher, and lover. Beautiful. All those things. you? I'm Brandon Alter. I am a non-binary, queer as fuck, spirit healer, tarot reader, astrologer, writer, and performer. Gorgeous. So we have a very exciting episode today. We're going to do something we've never done before, but something we've wanted to do for a while, We're going to do a divination episode, and we're going to use a couple of different modalities to answer your questions. Yay! We asked for questions, and y'all sent some in, and we'll try to get to all of them, though I don't know if that's possible. But if this all works out and it doesn't blow up in our faces, maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we'll do it every couple of months. Yeah. I think it's a fun idea. I like it. Thank you. And it's fun to do it this way because I feel like we would do these like free reading Fridays on our Instagram. And I don't think everyone likes to like throw their question out into the world in front of a room of people. Totally. So this is like a way to do it without. While remaining anonymous. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And also, yeah, on free reading Friday, we were mostly just using tarot cards, which we will be using today. But we also have a, another couple of fun divinatory practices that we Mm -hmm. might be using as well. Yeah, we're just going to fuck it up. Yeah, let's fuck it up. Let's fuck (laughs) it up with spirit. Shall we check in first, though? Yeah, let's do it. Check in for the people. Well, I feel really primed to check in because I just had therapy. And last time I checked in, I was talking about just noticing the Venus retrograde story for myself was a lot about noticing tension and a lot of my friendships and realizing that I'm the problem. And the day that Venus stationed direct, I had another revelation, just like a deepening of how I've been the problem, which is that I have not been asserting myself in my relationships. I have been leaning into that Libra South Node, or in my case, the Scorpio South Node, and have been 
historically trying to use other people to get what I want as opposed to just using myself to get what I want. And so when I expect my friends or other people to like meet my unspoken needs and I sacrifice my own well-being to meet their needs and it's not reciprocated, then it just ends up building a shit ton of resentment. As opposed to me just being like, oh no, I'm just going to do what I need to do and you can, and I trust that you know how to do what you need to do and we'll all be okay. So basically there were like a couple of moments that just like happened in a short period of time right around when Venus Station Direct that just like helped me understand what it is I've been doing. And one of those moments was we were in line uh, at a restaurant waiting to like order at a counter and then they like give you a number and you like sit at a table and some friends were meeting us and we'd all agree to like meet at a certain time and they were just like very late. So as we were like waiting in this line and getting closer and closer to the counter, I was just like getting more and more anxiety about them like showing up and like knowing what they wanted to order because I wanted us all to like get our food at the same time and I didn't want them to like have to like start at the back of the line and it was just like a Saturday night Highland Park holiday weekend shit show and I noticed myself like just like trying to manage the whole situation like trying to manage more than what is actually my responsibility and I just got super worked up I was super hangry and basically I just like started letting people go ahead of us in line which also created a lot of anxiety because I was so hungry that I wanted to order and get my food and I ended up like being kind of bitchy with Angel because he was the one that was there which was like not appropriate and our friends eventually came and we all ordered together. But honestly, in hindsight, we should have just ordered our food. And when they arrived, they could wait in line and get their food because that's the you know consequences of their actions. And we get the consequences of our actions. And so I just think like moving forwards, I'm going to try to be a little bit more direct and just like trust that what I want, knowing what I want is something that I can get for myself. And just like discerning, you know, like, what do I actually want for myself as opposed to like what I think you want or what I want to want because you want it? It's just, it all gets so complicated, you know? Yeah. No, it can get complicated. Like when your friend's like, oh, I really want to do this together. And you go like, okay, like I want to do that too. Like I want to match your excitement. But then like if you really sit with it, you're like, I don't actually want to do that. And I have to say like, you know what? I don't want to do that. And I trust that you're going to be okay to do it on your own. Yeah. Or find somebody else that wants to do it with you. Yeah, man. So these are things, these are things I'm learning. This is my, my Venus retrograde story. And it's good. It's like, it's a different form of warriorship. And I am trying to pick up my, my warrior power there. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I think the Venus retrograde has been good for everyone, even if you don't think it has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also remember that my progress chart has Venus retrograde now for pretty much the end of my life. Um, cause it's going to be there for like 40 years. So I got to get used to this Venus retrograde energy. Yeah. Cause it's going to get you real busy, which I noticed. Yeah. It's been good. And you, um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Oh, are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I think working through just my own stuff as well. Like particularly, I think just around like motivation and like finding myself, uh, battling uh, my motivation, but realizing that I'm just kind of like, I think just like sick of my, my being on my bullshit, essentially. Like, um, I, 
in my therapy session, I created this whole like little like character of like a mouse in a mad hatter outfit that like lives in my mind. That is essentially like, I've like convinced myself is like the voice of my higher self when it's really just that, you know, this like cartoon character who's like, it's your fault. And if you weren't in my way, I'd get this done. And like, if I didn't have to deal with that, I would be so much more successful. You know, it's just like this, like, pointy little rat and like ultimately like it's just like me not wanting to take like responsibility for like the things that I need to be motivating myself to do that like it's no one else's and no circumstances responsibility or problem that's in my way essentially I mean granted there are obviously can be circumstances that get in your way of things and um but I think at the moment where I am right now in my life, like really recognizing that like I'm just like in a habitual place that's like kept me unmotivated and it was actually really beautiful. Like my therapist, like talking to me and like um, saying like also like be, but be gentle with yourself. Like it's good that you're at a place right now where you're kind of fed up and like ready to like evolve. But they were also like, it's important for you to really recognize like what you've been through and they like totally started to like well up and they're like I'm sorry I'm like getting emotional thinking about all the stuff that you have gone through over the last few years and I was like it's okay like (laughs) it's just like very like sweet you know like because I actually think like I need that too sometimes that like mirroring of like sensitivity around everything because I'm not always sensitive to myself in being okay with how I'm approaching things and where I'm at I just have a tendency to like be a bit of a like push monster with myself and I um and I haven't been for a while now and I think like instead of beating myself up I've been really learning to like be a gentle and be okay with that and be like you've been through a lot like and you have an opportunity to like just get quiet and sit still and put a blanket over your head and like you can do that right now so like if you can you should um and but now you know i'm kind of realizing that like you can only sit with a blanket over your head for so long yeah and i that i don't necessarily need the blanket over my head anymore um but you know that little mouse just loves to like keep things active keep things going and keep things from the outside um, keeping me pissed. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just like, uh, I think I'm ready for a big shift and I think I'm always ready for a big shift, but I think the shift needs to come from the inside out this time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it is. And so it shall be done. Here we go. Padam. Now, I'm sure you're all feeling a big shift energy out there in the world because we've had a lot of big shift energy happening um, astrologically. So why don't we talk about it in a nice little cosmic update. Energy, energy, cosmic energy is 
all around me. So, we, I think, need to really talk about this Venus in retrograde. She's done, but is she? She's not. Because Venus is now going to stay in Leo till October 8th. So, we still have this, like, Venus-Leo story to, I think, understand, grapple with, figure out, you know, I think like you were talking about some of the realizations you've been having through this retrograde for yourself. But I still think we now have to like learn how to actually live in some of those changes. And I do think the challenge with the Venus Leo is that it's like, here's what I need. And then it's like, oh, right. But there are other people involved. So how's that going to (laughs) work? Not my problem. Well, what you'll find in a relationship is that it can still be your problem, but it's learning how to communicate and coordinate both of the uh, people's needs um, in a way that still takes care of each other's needs. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand that. I just think I am learning through this Venus retrograde that other people's problems are not my problem unless they are explicitly made so. Yeah, and I think that is like so Venus Leo, right? Yeah. Because it's very much about like me, mine, but also like, oh, right, we're in a relationship. So like you, yours is just as important or is important, I should say, um, and needs to be considered. So I think everyone uh, may be waking up to maybe some of where they have been a little too focused on themselves and or a little too focused on others. And like, how are we course correcting those things? Some of us need a little more Leo in those relationships. Some of us need a little less Leo in those relationships. So it's like figuring out like how you can approach it and be in balance with it. I actually think it's really beautiful that we're going to have the tail end of this Venus or this Venus in Leo time during Libra season, because I do think Like, it's a perfect opportunity to really, like, see and understand the relationships that you're in and, like, how do we approach these from, like, an equal balanced place? Yeah, that is going to be so cool because that Libra sun is going to answer to that Venus and Leo who's really learned a lot. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, still really a value for you to find out where you have uh, Leo in your chart. And, you know, get a good sense of like, okay, this is particularly the area of my life where I'm learning these lessons or where I can maybe like see the greatest um, information, uh, you know, that is uh, helping me to understand how to utilize this lesson. You know, for me, like in my home and my family area, that's where I'm having uh, Leo. So I think... Um, I've definitely been dealing with a lot of family stuff (laughs) and like learning how to, um, I think, talk with my family more to recognize my place in my family, but not necessarily need to feel like um, I have to control it all per se. Um, So, yeah, I think everyone can like get a, a better sense of that for yourself as well. Um, The other big shift energy is that Jupiter just went retrograde and will be retrograde for the rest of this year. So it's basically just now, I think, 
like an opportunity for us to like slow down the progress slash process of anything that we have going right now um, to really uh, get a sense of where we've grown and how we've grown in certain areas. But again, it's also like a course correction moment of like, oh, have I grown too much in this way or too much in this place too quickly? Do I need to like, what do I need to balance out in my life to feel a little more like stable, secure in that place? Um, And at the same time, it's like, where am I fighting growth as well? And you can look to where you have Jupiter because Jupiter is in Taurus um, and Taurus is about, you know, money, material things, but it is a lot of worth and value. So sometimes we can find ourselves fighting growth in a certain area because we may not feel like we are worth the growth that's trying to come through, you know, or we don't know how to value it. So we ignore it or we push it away, um, or we just use it all quickly and, you know, it's gone. So I think it's learning uh, how to approach that, how to be in process and presence with with that um, area of your life. But also, I think just a good opportunity for us to really all like settle in a bit more to like, what is our relationship to our self-worth, our value? So like a key time. And we'll still have like a big part of this um, Jupiter and Taurus story because it's going to be here next year for the first half of next year as well. Um, But, you know, we just have to like settle, settle into it a little more. I feel like just Jupiter and Taurus in general makes me think about just like growth opportunities and how we're giving ourselves like opportunities to keep expanding And so I feel like it's a good time to mention our new offering, the Wheel of the Year. Mention it all. Because it's happening. Registration is open now. Yes, registration is open. Yeah, there was a like broken link issue on the website, (laughs) which is classic Mercury retrograde. But that shit is fixed, y'all. So you can sign up and register. Yeah, just in case you did try to click the link and you're like, there's nothing there. Go back. Go back. Try it again. So at the end of this month, We will be starting with a full moon inspired ceremony workshop and every month for the next 12 months, we'll be using breath work, astrology, tarot, uh, different spiritual practices to continue to encourage everyone in our community to go deeper into their own practice. Because sometimes, I mean, maybe some of y'all don't have this issue, but it's hard to hold the space on your own to even just like engage with your spirituality. So part of this is like accountability and letting us kind of hold your hand because you know you just got to show up and we'll be there. But also there's recordings. And so the way that we're breaking it up, just FYI, is there are four seasons. And so each season is composed of three months and you have to commit to at least one season. So that way you're not just like coming in for a one-off. You're coming in for three months at a time so that we can build up our experiences so, you know, it's like we we don't want to just like be 
fast food serving you a meal. No. We want to be like a little commune where you come and stay for like a couple weeks and maybe like even work in the kitchen a little bit and feed yourself. <laughs> now you can sign up for the whole year if you're like, oh, I already know I love these gays. I want to do it because that'll save you some money. But if you're like, oh, I don't know, then just sign up for the first season, which we're calling the seeking season. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you there for the yes. wheel of the year. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we had a really great sort of test run of it uh, recently for the Pisces full moon. Yeah, totally. And it was so fun. Such a great just like uh, space to connect with everyone. And it was like a really like rich experience. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And we're like going to try to connect the dots a little bit. So, you know, there'll be some like optional homework because we'll be meeting around the full moon. We'll give some new moon ritual suggestions, some journal prompts. So that way you can like actually track your own progress and see like, am I getting results out of this? Yeah. Because as far as like my spiritual practice is concerned, like if I'm not getting results, I'm not going to do it. That's my fucking Capricorn moon. So it's like, (laughs) it's beautiful ideas are great, but if they don't actually change your life in some tangible way, that's all it is. It's just a beautiful idea. True that. So there you have it. That is how we will be connecting with you all. And I know some of you have um, reached out and mentioned like, oh, I miss this or I miss that. And um, I know that we had created like some very specific containers for people to just plug into. But we just wanted something that felt like it offered a little more commitment, a little more consistency. Um, You know, it just I think was like. And creativity. And creativity. And that's actually why it's kind of, you know, coming through to you in a retrograde portal because this is like us re-engaging recommitting you know to this practice um but we do start it uh when everything is direct yeah 100 (laughs) percent. we're no fools we're astrologers and the hope is too is that like it opens up space for us to like bring y'all different offerings too like right i've really wanted to do a workshop about like moon voids you know or any any number of things but like with the three offerings a month we just didn't have the space to do it yeah so so yeah coming soon get up in it the spiritualgaze.com you can find out all the info under the wheel of the year yes all right let's do it yay let's i'm ready do it. for this episode's deep, deep dive of divination we'll always love you Okay, so we got a bunch of great questions from everybody. So how should we do this? Should we take turns? Sure. Okay, cool. So we will pull cards, but we also have a pendulum nearby if there are any yes or no questions. And then we thought it would be fun to also offer up book divination. So book divination is when you have a question and then you pick a book Any book doesn't have to be a spiritual book. And wherever you open to in the book, wherever you place your finger, if you read that sentence or that paragraph, it is in some way an answer to your question. And so we thought that might be fun to offer as well. And of course, there are so many different systems of divination. I think we did an episode on divination, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like there are all sorts of different cultures that throw different objects and the way the objects fall. That's a form of divination. Of course, we know about palmistry or reading faces, reading um, 
like the the shape of the skull is certainly a form of divination. But we're not going to do that one. No, we're not going to read your skull. All right. So why don't I uh, offer the first one to you? Do it. And what are you going to do? A card or you're going to see how you feel? I think I want to hear the question. And then based on the question, I'll know how I want to divine it. Okay. This first question is, is there something I still need to heal, to level up, expand my life, invite more abundance? Mm. You know what's so funny is uh, without doing anything, what comes into my intuition is the throat, the throat chakra. It feels like the thing that still needs to be healed is some sort of constriction holding back or tightness around the throat. That's just, that's what I feel. And it's almost like I want you to be singing, not because you're supposed to be a singer, although who knows, maybe you are supposed to be a singer, but it's like that will help show you what needs to be healed because there's something about like being seen for your voice that's still making you uncomfortable or making you shrink. And, you know, when you sing even badly at karaoke, it's your willingness to kind of like be a voice. So that's just the first thing I want to offer that comes through without any other modalities here. But now let me pull a card or two to see if there's anything else that wants to be said around that. Okay, so I just pulled the five of wands, which for me what's coming through is that there's a bit of like compare and despair going on. Like in the five of wands, we're comparing ourselves to other people instead of running our own race. And so maybe that's also connected to this like throat chakra issue. It's like what your voice sounds like isn't what other people's voice sounds like. So you're judging it. I also think that when we're working with throat chakra issues, we have to remember where the throat chakra is rooted, which is in the heart. You want to make sure that what you're actually giving voice to is coming from the heart. And so the five of wands also is about shaking up energy so that things can flow in a new, more effortless way. And so I think that might also help you like stop paying attention to what other people are doing. Sometimes we have to stop doing that. Like right now I'm working on my first draft of the tarot musical. And so at this time, I'm not reading any fiction. I'm not like listening to any other musicals. Like until I finish this first draft, I have to kind of restrict what's coming into my sphere of influence because I don't want to be taken off the track of my own thing. And so maybe that's also part of what's going on for you. Maybe you've been like taking in too much or potentially maybe you're not taking in enough. Like maybe you need to get some new influences coming in to, to help shepherd you in, in the right direction. You had a jumper. Oh, shit. The nine of cups, which makes perfect sense based on everything that we're talking about, which is like self-satisfaction at all costs. You are a wish that the universe made. And so all you have to do is sing your heart's true song and then that wish comes true. So if you're doing things for other people, kind of like what I was talking about in the check-in, right? Like you're not actually doing something for yourself. You're doing it for other people and you have to scale back and you have to discern what do I actually want as opposed to what I think other people want for me, what I want to want. No, what do you actually want? How do you satisfy your own, especially creative needs, you know? Awesome. That was one of the cards I pulled for myself today. So thank you for that reading. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth of like this divination episode is even if you didn't ask a question, 
you might find that you're getting answers to questions you didn't even know that you had to ask. Totally. You might have heard that question and been like, oh, I feel that myself. Did I ask that question? Yeah. Maybe you did. Just for fun, you know, because this is the first question, so I feel like we can linger here. Will you open up the meaning of Mariah Carey? That's one of the three books we chose. To any page and read us if there's an answer to this question. Okay, hold one moment, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that night at the restaurant, what could have been a robust discussion between industry leader and artist about global culture and the future of American pop music became an epic Tommy tantrum instead. As I was finishing my answer, I saw his eyes flash with familiar rage. Wow. Okay. So there's like this battle between what really needs to be talked about and the stuff that we haven't healed that's getting in our way. Yeah. Well, and Tommy Mottola was also the one who was squashing Mariah's voice. Oh. Trying to control it. Got it. Because he was unhealed. And at the end of this section, because there was a whole paragraph, and I would have normally read the whole thing, but the epic moment where he screams, I just want everybody to know that Thanksgiving is canceled. I'm going to need a little bit more context. (laughs) And I think probably a lot of gazers will too. You know what you really need? What? Is to read the meaning of Mariah Carey because it is a brilliant ass book. Well, it did did do a good job for the divination. (laughs) I actually really want to listen to it um, because I hear that her reading of the book is amazing. Oh my God, she reads it? Yeah. Okay, well that does She like sings amazing. and like does voices, tells stories, it's a whole thing. Sometimes the book divination can be like a little like, huh? You have to really get into it. And sometimes it's you, very direct. Whoever asked that question, <laughs> they got what they needed. And may have read the meaning of Mariah Carey, so understood that story. But I don't know if, if with book divination you have to have read the book. No, 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 no. I'm just saying they might have. So they might have the context as well. Totally. All right. All right. Moving on. I am going to take on this one, which is, will my next home be near the Russian River or Malinalco, Mexico, or a third undecided location? Oh. So I feel like that is a good question for a pendulum. Totally. Um, And we'll take on the Russian River or Malinalco, Mexico. And we'll see if either of those get a response. And if not, then we will see where we go. Right. Because what a pendulum will do is basically give you a yes or a no by spinning in either like a clockwise or a counterclockwise direction. So like if they're both no, then we would assume it's a third location. All right. So the pendulum is moving a little bit. Angel and the pendulum, they're syncing up. It's a beautiful... Lapis lazuli pendulum. Will the next house be in the Russian River or Malinalco, Mexico? So up and down for Russian River, side to side for Mexico. Oh, that's how you're doing it. Okay. Oh, and we are getting, whoa. We are getting a strong side to side for Mexico. Wow. Okay. And then I am just going to pull a card that says, what is waiting for you in, what is the name of this town that I've never heard of? I know. I hope I'm saying it right. I'll feel really bad if I'm not. It uh, it looks to me to be Malinalco, Mexico. Malinalco. Malinalco. All right. 
It's the chariot. What is waiting for me in Melanalco? It's the chariot. So it's forward movement. Yeah, and a home. And a home. Connected to cancer. Wow. All right. So I think that's like, that's the place to start the next chapter, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Or at least like go take a long trip there and see if you can follow the breadcrumbs to another place in Mexico that feels more like your home. It's like in Under the Tuscan Sun when Diane Lane goes and takes that trip to Italy and she just happens to like magically stumble upon that villa that needs to be rehabbed and she's just like, this is my house and I'm going to move here. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to get in the vicinity of your destiny for it to sweep you up. Totally. All right, you ready for another? You know I am. You want to use a card? I don't know. What's the question? The question is, my partner and I are looking for a third person. Oh. What form is that going to take and when? Hmm. So asking about other people without their permission is a form of sorcery that we do not participate in. We don't participate in any forms of sorcery. Uh, But... I feel like there's a way to work with this question because we can't ask about like the unknown third party because that would be like reaching in. But how how should this search be engaged with? Read me the question one more time. My partner and I are looking for a third person. What form is that going to take and when? How do we best find the perfect third partner for our relationship? That is the question we're going to ask and I'm just going to pull a card on it. So, you know, I'm going to be real here. I pulled a card. It's the five of swords. And I'm a little stumped, honestly, on how to interpret it. So we know that the five of swords can sometimes be how we're at war with ourselves. It's a mental constriction. And I'm wondering how that informs the process of bringing in a new partner. And so I guess what I would suggest lovingly is making sure that seeking a third person isn't a quick fix for deeper issues within each of yourself. That you're not at war with yourself in the way this whole process is unfolding. I also think that it needs to be, because it's swords, you know, explicitly communicated and to make sure that You both are really together on each step of the way. I'm going to pull another card too, just to to add a little bit more information here. Huh, second card, the lovers. Isn't that interesting? So that's like, that's what you have to go through first. You have to go through the five of swords portal first. Got to really look at yourselves. Got to ask why are we wanting to bring in a third partner? What are we hoping that's going to do for us? What is that going to infuse that isn't already here? Because the truth is, is that the lovers actually has three figures in the card. There is uh, the female-bodied high priestess, the male-bodied magician, but then there's also the angel. And for me, the lovers always indicates choice. What is the choosing that we're doing? And there's also a uh, 
well, it's connected to Gemini. So there is like a flirtatious and charming uh, part of that as well. So I would say that like part of the process is you got to start talking about it. You got to come out of the closet about it. You got to let people know that this is this is what you're doing, because the more that you give voice to it, Gemini, the more that it can find you. And I think the more you're clear on what it is that you want, the easier it will be to find and that the process for finding it is informed by what it is that you actually want, not the other way around. You don't have to cast a wide net. What you actually have to do is get like super crystal clear about what it is you're looking for. And then it will actually be almost kind of obvious where you'll be able to find that thing. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All righty. The next question is what in my life would feel fulfilling to pour my attention into? Book divination. For sure. And I'm going to use a fun book that has entered our lives that actually brought book divination back into our lives. It is a random book called Gremlins Go Home. It's like one of those like very kind of like 80s thin paperback books. Like a mass market paperback that you would find at like a pay less drugstore. Back when there was still a pay less drugstore. I don't think there pay less was a shoe store. Or was there a pay less drugstore as well? I feel like there was, but maybe I'm conflating things. Or they had a greater monopoly on retail than we realized. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Okay. What in my life would feel fulfilling to pour my attention into? Ah, sure. And so much isn't needful, surely. Then produce it. And then it says, let it come. Oh. So I guess the big thing that really like jumps out is the all in caps, produce it. So if there is something that you have been wanting to creatively produce through yourself, some form of production that comes through you, I think like that would be the thing to really like focus your energy on right now. Yeah. And I would say... Not to be too Saturn here. Only you and your soul can really tell you what it is. Yeah. You can't sure. outsource a soul's purpose. But the first part of that was, and so much isn't needful. So perhaps you have folk been focusing on things that aren't honest needs for yourself. Yeah recognizing what isn't really needful in your life totally and focus your attention on what it is that like you just want to be producing so i cheated a little bit and i pulled a card too (laughs) well that's good and it's the knight of pentacles reversed which makes so much sense about manifestation but in the reversal it's actually about less force and more allowance letting it come Mm. through as opposed to feeling like you have to build it bit by bit right So instead of asking the question, what do I want to pour myself into? Maybe it's what do I want to allow to be poured through me and see what that stirs up in you, if that makes things clearer. All right, what's next? I know we've got some like big juicy ones that came in. Okay, so I think like an interesting but big question that came in that I'm curious to see what comes up is... What is the journey of the soul 
the point of reincarnation, and actually, what is all of this really about? Oh, just a <laughs> just a really casual cocktail party conversation yeah, question. Existential curiosity. Ooh, child. Okay, yeah. Oh, so, so read that to me again. Yes, and let's see what Spirit has to say. What is the journey of the soul? That's one question. The point of reincarnation. That's another question. And what is all of this really about? That's a third question. So these are three cards that we're going to pull here. Okay, cool. All right. All right, here we go. But before I reveal the cards that were selected, I just want to suggest to this querent, this asker of these questions, there is a series of books that I have recently been reading called Journey of the Soul, Destiny of Souls. Uh, this is a series of books written by a, a hypnotherapist who was specializing in past lives and ended up regressing people to the space between lives and really uh, made that their life's work was to begin to understand uh, through hyp hypnosis uh, what is happening to souls between lives. In fact, it's such an interesting read that I haven't even told this to Angel, but I was thinking I might make him read one of those books and also one of our friends, Lori Liu, read the book again because she recommended it to me and we could do an episode where we just kind of book club about the book because it is so fascinating. And if you're asking these sorts of big questions, you might find that, well, maybe this book isn't the answer. It's certainly a really good way in. Cool. All right, here we go. So the first question was, what is the journey of the soul? And so what I pulled was the five of cups. And the five of cups, if we think about it deeply, is the, is the grief card. And grief is about love and loss. It's a contraction of the heart. And it's where we give ourselves permission to connect with the inner healer. The inner healer comes forth out of grief. There's no other reason for us to be in contact with that inner healer. And so perhaps one of the many answers to what is the journey of the soul is it's a journey of healing. It's a journey towards wholeness. And we even think about a lot of the great creation stories, uh, particularly for me, I think about in the Kabbalah, this idea that the infinite, the source of all powers, the the goddess herself, she separated herself into all of these little pieces, all of these vessels that broke apart and scattered the light everywhere. So there's something that was once whole that is now in infinite fragments. And the purpose of being alive, this idea that in, in Judaism is called tikkun olam, which is like repairing the world, is really about like cracking open that divine light in every person, in every situation, in every conversation, in every interaction, in every thing. And that is what's healing. It's bringing us together. It's creating something whole out of something that was fractured. So perhaps that is one way to talk about the journey of the soul is through the five of cups here. I also just want to say like in the, in the picture of the five of cups, the figure, the cloaked figure, I think it's interesting that they're cloaked too. Just if we think about where this three question series is leading to reincarnation next, right? We cloak ourselves in these human bodies, but this figure is looking at the spilled cups and not the full cups. And so I think perhaps the journey of the soul is to remember that we want to look at like what is full and what is joyful as opposed to always paying attention to, to what is spilled out or spilled over. 
Okay, so then what is the point of reincarnation? It's the five of wands again. So the point is to shake it all up, Mm -hmm. to give yourself a different experience because you can't just keep coming back as the same type of person or else you're not going to learn any new lessons. And wands are spiritual and like physical energy, right? Correct. But interesting that it's two fives. It's two fives. Yeah. And then what what is the meaning or the purpose of all of this? It's the six of wands reversed, which to me is all about grace. Six of wands is about going with grace. So the purpose of all of this, because when something comes in reversed, it means that maybe we're struggling with a little bit, is to help ourselves find grace again. And personally, I believe that grace is really easy in the spirit world, and it's really hard here when we're in form. So that's the purpose, is so that we are able to learn deeper and deeper degrees of grace and connection and expansion of our spiritual power because sixes are expansions and so wands again it's spiritual so what is the point of all of this just to continue to expand not just on an individual level but on a collective level expanding what we're capable of that's it that's all i got (laughs) i mean just a tiny couple of questions there but that was great that was really fascinating to see how that came through yeah totally And big questions like that, babies, big questions like that, you keep asking them, you keep pulling different cards and it continues to flesh out a more comprehensive answer. Yeah. Um, All right. The next question, how can I be the parent I want to be and or can I give myself more grace as a parent? I feel like the second part of that is like the more potent aspect there. How do I give myself more More grace? grace as a parent? Because by doing that, you are being a better expression of a parent, (laughs) I'd say. Yeah, and I would also say, like, if you're the sort of person who used this opportunity of open divination to ask that question, you are already the sort of parent that you want to be. Because you're already using this opportunity to ask and put yourself second in some ways to your child. So the answer is already kind of baked into the question, but we'll still, Angel will still pull a card for you. Yeah. It is the six of cups. Oh. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm literally looking at the card. Uh, I, I used the garbage pail kits tarot. Card. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like two babies and one of them like is handing the cup to another who is like, puking and screaming (laughs) and angry to like the real colicky baby yeah and the one you know but the one standing there is like you know smiling and is like holding it out you know so it's ultimately really about like just like gratitude to me is what like comes through here yeah and like who are you really offering that cup to like who are you really giving the grace to Mm mm-hmm But like starting with that sense of like gratitude for yourself for just like being in this like place and in this process for yourself and like recognizing that you actually have all the love required to be a great parent. And it's really like remembering that. So even when you maybe feel like you are doing a bad job or have made a bad decision, um, or handled something poorly, it's remembering that 
it's all on a foundation of love and don't forget that like don't forget that piece of it yeah totally how can i expand my heart to myself yeah exactly like we think like oh yeah to be a better parent i gotta like be like stricter with myself and I got to be harder on myself. It's like, no, no, actually I just like have to love myself more. That's what giving oneself grace is. It's loving oneself more. Yeah. So you got to love yourself harder. And then by all means, you'll be able to love your, your kid better. Your yeah. kids better. Your and you're setting better. a great example for them by loving yourself more. And yeah. like just giving to your needs and setting an example of gratitude. All right. Next question. How do I say goodbye to a relationship that has to end, although there is little hope for positive closure or hope? Oh, man. The fucking five of wands reversed. This five of wands is just like... Here to be a teacher. She's a spotlight card this week. Yeah. You know, what popped into my head, what I heard was you don't. Like you don't ever really say goodbye because our experiences are with us forever. And obviously closure is a gift you give yourself. Like there's nothing anyone else can do that will ever truly give you closure. But I think recognizing that some things don't have a finality to them. We wish they did. Maybe it would make it easier. But even the people that have like hurt us so deeply We can heal that experience, but we never fully leave that experience. It informs who we are. And that's important to recognize that we are who we are because of those experiences. And even though they might have been deeply heinous, unfair, there are gifts of the spirit that are transferred in our ability to move through those experiences. But to the card, I think the five of wands reversed, I think it's saying the same thing that it's been saying all episode long, which is that like, you got to shake it all up. You got to let new energy come through. So the way that you say goodbye to this relationship is you make sure that you're not still acting as if you're in that relationship, noticing the patterns and the habits that were initiated when you were with that person and making sure that you're not still doing that. So for example, like if you and that person like always ate like Thai food together, make sure that you're not still eating Thai food. Yeah, I was going to say recognize how or what I should say the relationship was holding you back from doing and do those things. Yeah. Like saying goodbye is not as interesting as saying hello. So like, what are you saying hello to in yourself? That's the the goodbye will take care of itself. Right. But if this was a relationship that like, you know, where going on short trips was a pain in the ass, take yourself on a nice little mini vacay. Yeah, totally. If they hated being spontaneous, then just like pack up and go. Yeah, take a day off and get in the car or get on a train or the bus and like have a day. Yeah. Like reclaiming the things that perhaps the relationship was inadvertently or, you know, maybe even unknowingly at the time holding you back from. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about the five of wands that's about like stagnation of energy, like energy that's become like really like sticky and sluggish that like needs to be freed and reorganized. 
And so just like checking in with what is your energy like post-relationship here and how does it need to be tended so that you feel like you have more access to your vitality. All right. Last question. Last question. So someone's saying, I feel the urge to try and move closer to my mom. My stepdad is ill. Financially, it's a lot. Any ideas? So let's just see if we can get something from a book here. I'm holding A Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert Heinlein, which just felt kind of appropriate for some reason. And let's see if anything in here opens the door to some divine wisdom for any ideas on what to do for this situation. Spirit, guide us to the answer. <laughs> There's a picture in here. Is this yours? Yeah, I'm planning on reading it again soon. So there's a there's a Polaroid of me sitting by the river as a bookmark. Maybe maybe you should start again. <laughs> or maybe not. Or I was going to say, like, turn to nature, first and foremost. Right, totally. I was like, what's That's in true. this picture? Yeah, and I will say that bookmark was arbitrarily placed there. So maybe I placed it there so that this answer could be given. All right. Well, and what shows up, the first thought on this page is, complete thought is, I am much comforted. Only an old one can always be sure of right action at a cusp. And I have much learning to learn and growing to grow before I may join the old ones. So I'm like, oh, shit, maybe you're not supposed to go move by your mom. Right. Maybe you there's have like, like other things you're supposed to do before, before you, you go, go join, join the, the old ones. ones. Girl. That felt pretty direct. Yeah, that felt really direct. <laughs> yeah. And it says right after, you know, you want to make it go away, go ahead. But I cannot. So, you know, unfortunately, yeah, you cannot like change the circumstances of what are going on. But, you know, I think you can still move forward in like making strong connection with them, being present for them when you need to, but it might be of real value for you to have your own space and place to still be settled for yourself and for your life. So I don't know how long of a journey it is from where you live to where they are. Um, So that might be incredibly challenging, uh, you know, obviously financially, but um, it may be about how can I support them um, as best as possible without perhaps uprooting you and your life. All right. Well, that was a lot of divination and we didn't obviously get to all of our questions, um, but we'll do this again. Yeah, we'll do this again for sure. Yeah. And apologies to anyone whose question we couldn't get to. But one last bit of divination, which is our card for the episode. So maybe you can sit with that question that didn't get answered in your heart and apply it here. And so you know how this goes. Just take a moment, connect to the cards by listening into the sound of them being shuffled and just trusting that this message will resonate no matter the future place or time to which you listen to this episode. So the Ace of Cups, which is a new door into your heart, finding a new flow giving yourself permission to love again, to love something new. Sometimes this is a new city. Sometimes this is a new hobby. Sometimes it is a new person. But the Ace of Cups, it is love 
that is in some ways handed to us from the divine. The divine hands you this pure cup and says, drink of it deeply and let it nourish you. And when you are nourished, then you can pour it forth as they do in the two of cups, which is the next card in the sequence. So a new door into your heart, it means that you get to walk through it. You get to receive it. It's not about what you do with the love. It's about whether or not you are allowing yourself to be infused with the love. So wherever you go, whatever you do, just notice if it's a door into your heart or a door away from your heart and choose the doors into your heart, my loves, please. Always. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a good time. Me too. You know where to find us. The Spiritual Gaze on Instagram, spelled G-A-Y-Z. There's a lot of scammers out there, so just make sure it's us. We'll never DM you for a reading or any of that shit. You know that by now. And we'll never start another account. No, honey, one is enough. Yeah. You can also find us at our website, thespiritualgaze.com, or on TikTok as mm-hmm. The Spiritual Gaze. Facebook. Facebook. And we're just so grateful to all of you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You know what? Tell a friend about us this week. Yeah. One you haven't yet. Maybe that's a door into their heart they don't even know about. Yeah. Until next time, this has been your transit through the, the Spiritual, spiritual Gaze. Gaze.